Hello and welcome to The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm Eric. Today, we're excited to bring to you our first trivia episode of the podcast. But before we get started on that, we'd like to welcome our good friend, Dave. Dave is the founder of the trivia company we work for called Trivia AD. He's also a huge Seinfeld fan and all-around amazing human being. And we're so happy that he can join us today. Thank you being, thank you for being with us, Dave. It's so great to see you. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you, Adam and uh, Eric, for, for nice. having me. This is awesome. Yeah, this is great. Um, so can you just tell us a little bit about how you got started with Trivia AD and where it's at now? Absolutely. Um, I've had uh, I've had the business for uh, for 12 years. Started back when I was living on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Wound up um, just stumbling um, kind of uh, ass backwards into hosting trivia. I found a venue on the Upper East Side called Big Daddy's uh, around the corner from my apartment. It was very pop culture-y. It had a nice 80s feel to it. Basically talked to uh, the, the, the waitress and then the general manager. And uh, before you know it, um, I was hosting an 80s pop culture trivia night there. Things went well. They asked us back to do, uh, you know, 90s and then a TV one, game show, music, so forth and so on. And uh, when the general manager asked what the next theme should be, I said, I'm going to do a Seinfeld trivia night. And um, I was, you know, super excited for this. Uh, being a graphic designer, I uh, remember being in my studio apartment uh, late one night when I was designing these Seinfeld answer sheets. And uh, the, the one that um, kind of, you know, made everything happen was the Penthouse magazine, um, <laughs> Tim Watley. Uh, answer sheet that we have with all of the naked girls and then the naked girls are covered up with the um, places to write your answer. And I kind of had that uh, come to Jesus moment, that epiphany where I said, wow, I could do this for Saved by the Bell and Harry Potter and 90210. So that's what really what started the birth of the themes. And, um, you know, I hosted that Seinfeld trivia night and we had about 250 people come. Uh, people were outside uh, playing and in the vestibule because there was just nowhere to stand. There was nowhere to come in. And that's really what, um, you know, what propelled uh, the company to uh, to the next level. From there, we've, um, you know, just had a, a ton of success doing, um, you know, events all over, you know, Manhattan and New Jersey and Connecticut, private and corporate events. Also working with New York City Comic Con, um, you know, Hulu actually did a documentary on our Seinfeld uh, trivia, which was really cool. But, um, you know, we've been blessed with a ton of success. Weathering the storm, which was the pandemic, um, you know, obviously we pivoted and, uh, you know, we started doing virtual events. We're slowly getting back to in-person events, which, um, you know, I'm excited for and a lot of other people, you know, we can only hope that things will get better as each passing day goes by. More and more people will get vaccinated, come out and, um, you know, we can hopefully return back to normal at some point. Yeah, we hope we can join you for Festivus this year. It wasn't the same last year without it. It was definitely not the same. No, it's, it's not, uh, the, it's not the same unless unless people can put, put, put hands on the pole. <laughs> and can you talk a little bit about your Seinfeld fandom, how you first got introduced to Seinfeld? What are some things you love about it? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, a truth be told, I never watched Seinfeld when it was on the air. And I remember being in high school. I graduated high school in 1998. And I remember uh, in May around the finale, there was so much talk uh, amongst, you know, my friends and, um, you know, other, um, you know, teachers and whatnot about the Seinfeld finale. I played a lot of baseball in, in high school and didn't watch too much TV. I kind of just, you know, remembered the, the hype around the, the finale. You know, I went to college in the fall and I started, you know, watching reruns and, you know, it was just funny because I just gravitated towards it. And, you know, I distinctly remember watching the episode, The Switch. That that was my that, that was my marine biologist episode where, you know, I watched that and everything just came together at the end. And I just saw, you know, the genius, which Seinfeld was. And, you know, from there, I really became, you know, obsessed with um, with the show. And, you know, whenever it was on, I, I watched it. The game changer for me was 2004 when the DVDs came out. Oh, that, yeah. you know, that was, I, I mean, that was just constantly, constantly on in my bedroom, in my, in, in, in my, <laughs> uh, my dorm, my apartment. I mean, they, they just, you know, were on a repeat. You know, I, I say to a lot of people, you know, Seinfeld to me is like a good, uh, a good song. 
you, you know, if it's a good song and you like it, you play it over and over and over again. You can't get sick of it. And, you know, the same goes for me. I can watch, you know, Seinfeld episodes, you know, over and over and over. They will always be funny. They will always be ingrained into me. Um, and, it, you know, after a while, you know, the fandom becomes a part of who you are and it kind of defines you still to this day. I mean, my wife, you know, said to me the other day, like, we should rewatch Seinfeld again. I mean, we've seen every episode, <laughs> you know, probably, you know, 50, 60 times easy with everything that you can watch nowadays, you know, and all the new, you know, content on all these streaming services, you know, we still go back to our roots because it was funny then and it's still funny now. Exactly. I totally agree. Yeah. And the same thing with me with the DVDs. Once those came out, those were a game changer because not only were you able to watch the episodes, you were able to watch the extra content, the deleted scenes, the bloopers, and it just really made you love the show so much more and really appreciate it for what it is. Absolutely. And I, you know, I remember when they were coming out because they didn't all come out at once. They were released over the course of a couple of years. And, you know, I just remember talking to my friends and, you know, and, and whoever was by me, I was just hoping, you know, there was going to be like this hidden episode that was never released or something, you know, of that nature. Yeah. And the trivias were another thing after the DVDs were done. That was like the next thing I could look forward to, to go or start sure. attending trivia nights. And after winning a few, I was like, oh, maybe I could maybe I could host some of these. And once I got started with that and started working with Trivia AD, it was just so much fun. I got to meet so many amazing Seinfeld fans, including Adam. Yep. And we were kind of inspired to do this podcast because of the camaraderie with all the Seinfeld fans and all the, you know, the, the passion for the show. So. Yeah, that- Exactly. And I mean, that's that's really what it's about. You know, I mean, if you you know, if you think about it, you know, from the very beginning, I you know, I still to this day have friends from that same first Seinfeld trivia that I ever hosted. And, you know, Seinfeld had brought us together and I've had these lasting relationships. And I mean, both of you, I mean, without Seinfeld and without Seinfeld trivia, you know, I'm not sitting here talking to you right now. So it's a beautiful thing, fandom and, you know, the common interests and, you know, like minded um, people that, um, you know, that that these Seinfeld trivia events have almost become meetup groups, um, Mm -hmm. you know, where you can just share your fandom. And it's just, um, you know, that that really is what, you know, Trivia AD is about. It's just about, you know, meeting people and and being able to share your fandom and your experiences throughout having having something in common and it's such a great addition like eric said to the fandom where yeah you've seen these episodes so many times yet now it all it, it really means something because you have somebody that you can quote something that can quote the response right back to you and it's an amazing feeling absolutely yeah. A- absolutely yeah and we're looking forward to having our first trivia episode yeah i'm today. really excited for this and it's been we too thank long. you yeah, and we thank you so much for joining us, and we're going to get it started now. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course. All right, guys. So um, the way this is going to work is we're going to do kind of a round-robin thing. So I'm going to have your team names in order of however you gave them to me, and you're going to answer as many questions as you can in a row. So once you get a question wrong, we move on to the next person. And we're going to do that in three rounds, and then we're going to have the final two teams be in the final round and that'll be like the super hard questions for whoever has the most points at the end so we're gonna get started with our first team an outdoor production of hair in danbury connecticut are you ready 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 as i'll ever be all right so here is your first question to get you started what is george's atm code bosco very good that's an easy one (laughs) next question in the pothole what item of Jerry's did Jenna actually put in the toilet? Toilet brush. <laughs> toilet brush. All right. I can replace that. <laughs> Very good. Good job. In the contest, what magazine was George reading when his mother caught him? You know, he was alone. Glamour. <laughs> yes, glamour. Very good. In the episode The Bubble Boy, Jerry said his girlfriend's laugh sounded like who sitting on a juicer? Porky Pig. Oh, Elmer no. Elmer Fudd. I'm sorry. The other one. Good job, though. So that's uh, three points to you for, for for round one. Team two, Elaine Bennis Kennedy Jr., are you ready? I'm ready. In the episode The Letter, Elaine refuses to take off what sports team's hat during a Yankees game. 
That would be the Baltimore Orioles. Very good. The Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> From Towson. <laughs> Next question. In the doorman, what does Frank eat while sharing a bed with George? Kasha? Yes, Kasha. <laughs> it's like Kasha. Yeah. <laughs> In the pitch, George tells the NBC executives that he wrote an off-Broadway play called what? La Cocina. La Cocina. <laughs> off, off Broadway. <laughs> it was about a Mexican chef. <laughs> What was his name? Pepe. Pepe. <laughs> <laughs> Pepe. <laughs> Cooked on stage? <laughs> In the strike, where does Kramer go back to work? H&H Bagels. Very good. H&H Bagels. In the Bubble Boy, what did Jerry originally write on his headshot for the diner? Nothing's finer than being in your diner. Great job. All right. <laughs> People are going to be seeing that for years. <laughs> and, and laughing at you. <laughs> Shove a broiled chicken in a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> really good. In the seven, George wants to name his kids seven in whose honor? Mickey Mantle. Very good. Why not Mickey. In the butter shave, what store does Putty argue with Elaine about being the same in Rome as on Broadway? The Gap. Very good. Very good. Boy, really, uh, really knocking it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> in the Cadillac, what does George tell Susan Art Vandelay imports? Matches. Big, long <laughs> matches. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very good. In the mom and pop store, George says that if you can play Joe Buck, playing this character is a cakewalk. I don't know that one. Oh, you sure? <laughs> it's Oscar Schindler. I would not have gotten that tonight. He was referring to, was referring to uh, Liam Neeson versus John Voight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that was a great run. Holy cow. All right. That's going to be tough to beat there. We're going to go to two week, two New York, two Jewish. Are you ready? Yep. Do it. All right. So in the episode, The Fire, what clown does George keep bringing up that no one has heard of? Bozo. <laughs> B-O-Z-O. <laughs> in the cafe, what is the name of Babu's restaurant? The Dream Cafe. Yes, the Dream Cafe. You know, I could probably shoot him from here. He'd be doing us both a favor. <laughs> In the doll, who winds up pulling off the doll's head out of anger? George? Ooh, no, I'm sorry. It was Frank. Mm. Told you it looked like a... <laughs> <laughs> But good job. All right, we are moving on to nice game, pretty boy. Are you ready? As ready as I'm going to be. All right, I like that. In the episode, The Millennium, what is Newman planning to call his New Year's Eve party? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I'm mostly here for the fun. <laughs> Take a guess. Might be more obvious than you think, huh? Newmanium? Yes, yeah, correct. There you go. Got it. <laughs> See, you got all right. You got to have a little confidence in yourself. All right. I got one. <laughs> I got one so far. That's good. All right, I'll give you an easy one. <laughs> in the pledge drive, what is the term that Jerry and Elaine used to refer to Noreen's boyfriend, Dan? High talker? Yes, a high talker. I think I deserve an explanation. <laughs> in the alternate side jerry criticizes the rental car clerk for not being able to do what with the reservations to they know how to take the reservations but they don't know how to keep the reservations uh, so that's close. pretty much it that's pretty yeah. close sorry we'll give yeah. that to you yeah, yeah. they'll know how to hold the reservations okay. <laughs> anybody could just hold. take them 
<laughs> In the tape, what country does Georgia's bald green come from? That one I definitely don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, from China, all the way from China. Oh, uh, yep. That was an easy one. Chinese have done it, my friend. The Chinese have done it. <laughs> On to the moops. Are you ready? Yes. All right. In the episode, The Library, what nickname is George given by Mr. Heyman, his high school gym teacher? Can't stand ya. Can't stand ya. Can't stand ya. Can't Very stand good. <laughs> Excellent Little big bean teeth. <laughs> In The Marine Biologist, what does Jerry trick Elaine into thinking was the original title for War and Peace? War, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Huh! Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent job. In the episode The Opera, what flavor banaca does Elaine spray into Joe Davola's face? Cherry. Yes. Yeah. Cherry banaca. It's new. What the fuck is banaca <laughs> it's what he it's what she sprayed in joe devola's face that's what it is <laughs> oh i forgot to hear <laughs> there's a mute option you know i could hear you on the other line <laughs> oh no <laughs> in the scoff law what does kramer start wearing because he's inspired by a cop ah uh... Um, oh, I don't know that one. <laughs> oh, going to take a guess? Um, was it the colorful coat? No. No, I'm sorry. It was an eye patch. The eye patch. I like patch. that eye patch. Oh. <laughs> That's good, though. That was a great run. All right. So we are moving <laughs> on to, well, I got gonorrhea. Are you ready? Ready. All right. In the episode, The Rye, what does George use to get the marble rye into the Ross's apartment? A, a fishing rod. You got it. A fishing pole. <laughs> Schnitzes. <laughs> in the subway, where is Jerry heading? The cyclone's there. I know that. Uh, Long Island City, Queens. Jeez, why can't I remember this? Blanking on the name of it. Choking. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm sorry. The answer is Coney Island. Yes, yeah, Coney Island. Island. Yeah. I'm thinking Randall's Island. Jeez. <laughs> I think of everything else. I get it. <laughs> All right, so now we're moving on to the Delicate Genius. Only when huge sums of money are involved, then we can disturb the Delicate Genius. All right. <laughs> All right, you ready? I'm going in fresh. I'm going in fresh. All right. <laughs> still, still. All right, let's 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 see. All right. In the episode, The Chinese Restaurant, what name does the host shout out to tell George he has a phone call? I'm not going to do the impression, but Cartwright. Yeah. Cartwright. <laughs> Cartwright. Cartwright. Excellent. In the episode, The Heart Attack. Tor Ekman, the healer, thinks Jerry is eating too much what? Ooh. I knew the early episode would be my downfall. Um, too much. Uh, bananas? Or magnesium or something? Potassium. Too much dairy. You're too much dairy. Ah, you guys had to get me on that. Yep. All right. Anyway. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Still got a few more rounds. That's right. Yeah, you got time. You got time. All right. On to the anti-dentite himself. You're a rabid anti-dentite. I, you... I use dental tape. <laughs> Anyone who uses dental tape is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are you ready? I think so. All right. So in the episode, The Marine Biologist. What brand golf ball does Kramer hit into the ocean that George eventually pulls out of the blowhole of the whale? Is that a title list? Yeah. <laughs> All in one. All in huh? one. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent job. In the episode, The Stakeout, what kind of teeth did, did Jerry have in Elaine's dream? Oh, my God. Of course, <laughs> 
<laughs> the one question I probably don't know. <laughs> uh, um, dolphin teeth? No. <sighs> Sorry, it was you had wooden teeth. You oh, had teeth. <laughs> how do I blow that? I didn't have wooden teeth. You did. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Like we said, many more rounds to come. It's still early. It's still early. <laughs> All right. So we are moving on to Venetian blinds. Are you ready? Yes. In the episode, The Dinner Party, what beverage does George say is better than wine? Pepsi. Yes. No way wine is better than Pepsi. <laughs> In the Calzone. What is the name of the pizza place that George likes to get his calzones from? Paisanos. Yes, from Paisanos. Big Stein wants a calzone. He must have one. <laughs> Everybody out? I got a plan on my mind. <laughs> In the English patient, what does the shirt say that Mr. Mandelbaum got after Morty got his number one dad shirt? Um, let me think. I guess we're going to go with greatest dad in the world. Uh, close. So close. The world's greatest dad. Oh. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> Sounded just like him. Whoever I said that. Like <laughs> greatest in the world. They're the number one. <laughs> I don't know how official any of these rankings really are. <laughs> All right. So we're moving on to how about Mug? Are you ready? Go for it. In the episode The Gymnast, what does George eat out of the trash can? Chocolate eclair. Very good. An eclair. Mrs. Enright! Mrs. Enright! <laughs> Mrs. Enright! <laughs> it was hovering like an angel. <laughs> In the implant, Kramer says he saw this novelist at the health club. Salman Rushdie. Very good. <laughs> In the soup Nazi, what actor does Elaine say the soup Nazi looks like? Al Pacino. Hoo <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> All right. In the nose job, what is Kramer's alias that he uses to get the jacket? That's a good question. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. Oh, it was Peter Van Nostrand. Is it contention that Shakespeare was an imposter? Yes, that's my contention. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right great this has been fun so far guys i hope you guys are all having fun um what's the score I don't know, so we... far elaine bennis kennedy jr is in the lead with eight the next closest is a few that have three there's a there's a couple of teams that have three all right others all right. have some catching up to do but you're not out of it yet that's right yeah we still got two more rounds to go so um if you're ready we're gonna go back to the top of the order with an outdoor production of hair in Danbury, Connecticut. Are you ready? Ready. All right. So, number one, in the episode The Fix-Up, we find out that what kind of hair is very important to George when finding someone to date? Thick, lustrous hair is very important to me. Thick, <laughs> lustrous hair is very important to you. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yes. <laughs> uh, Just clarifying. In, yeah. <laughs> In the alternate side, what kind of soup did Elaine feed Owen March while he was in a wheelchair? Not Mets bean, but Yankee bean. <laughs> Yankee bean, Yankee bean, I like my Yankee bean. <laughs> oh, Owen? <laughs> <laughs> In the Andrea Doria, where was Newman supposed to get his transfer to? Hawaii. Yes, the most sought-after postal route of them all. 
Air is so dewy sweet, you don't even have to lick the stamps. <laughs> In the pledge drive, Jerry's Nana used what now defunct bank? Chemical bank. Oh, they it were burnt. chemical. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> In the keys, what was Kramer's character's name on Murphy Brown? That's a tough one. Yeah. Kenny. No, it was Stephen Snell. Mm. Stephen <laughs> Snell. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent job, though. All right, so we are moving on to Elaine Bennis Kennedy Jr. Are you ready? I'm ready. What state is Tim Watley from? Watley's from Jersey. <laughs> yes, and now he's a full-fledged American. <laughs> In the Frogger, what is Kramer's suggestion for the name of the serial killer, the Lopper? Well, he had a couple. Um, son of Dad, that was his idea. Yes, Son mm -hmm. of Dad, very good. Nice. In the Muffin Tops, what did George say his job was at Tyler Chicken? Oh, um, he, ah, I always get this one wrong in all the trivias. It is the head, head chicken taster. <laughs> That's oh, right. Actually, it's, you were sort of close. It was hen supervisor. Hen, hen supervisor to boot. I am blown away, George. Blown. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. That's okay. Hey. That was hard. That's <laughs> a tough one. All right. So we are moving on to two week, two New York, two Jewish. Are you ready? Yep. All right. What is Elaine's middle name? Very good. Elaine Marie Bennis. In the non-fat yogurt, what idea does Lloyd share with Dinkins, which costs the mayor the election? Uh, putting, from Elaine, putting name tags on everyone. Name tags! Yes. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> in the stakeout, what's the word that Kramer suggests to Jerry's mom in Scrabble? You know, when a patient gets difficult, you have to quone him. That's right. Quone. <laughs> <laughs> we need a medical dictionary. In the race, what restaurant does Ned Isakoff get blacklisted from? Hopsings. You tried to trick Hopsing! <laughs> In the face painter, what is the name of the monkey that throws a banana peel at Kramer causing a scuffle? Barry. Yes, Barry. <clears throat> Ooh, shouldn't have disturbed a very important monkey. <laughs> In the gum, what does Kramer eat at the Alex Theater, causing him to throw up? The the perfectly sane food, the old the old hot dog. Yes, very good. <laughs> In the chicken roaster, what is the knockoff Russian hat made of that Bob Sacamano sold to Elaine? Um, Nutria. Yes, very good. Wow. The nice difference <laughs> In the pilot, according to Jerry, what is Elaine's favorite movie? Shaft. Wow. Excellent job. What was the model number of the mannequin that looked like Elaine? The TR6. Wow. TR6? <laughs> I like to... What, what is it? I like to call her Elaine. Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> You look scrumptious. <laughs> what is the name of the company that Carl the Exterminator worked for? Yeah, I don't know. Ah, uh, that's a tough I one. I know. <laughs> it's defend. He works for Defend. 
But good job. Yeah, really, that was a good run. All right, so we are up to nice game, pretty boy. Are you ready? Yep. All right, let's do this. In the pilot, what is the name of the sitcom Jerry and George write for NBC? Jerry. Very good, Jerry. (laughs) Seems like a trick question. (laughs) I know, right? I know some of us are used to (laughs) it. In the contest, who did Marla end up losing her virginity to? JFK Jr. Yes, <laughs> very good. He left with Marla the Virgin. <laughs> what is the chicken dish that George eats when he declares George likes spicy chicken? Hot chicken? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> pow. George likes his chicken spicy. (laughs) Uh, That's okay. All right, so we're going to the moops. Are you ready? Yes. All right. In the red dot, what kind of sweater does George buy that has a red dot on it? Cashmere. Very good. They called it cashmere. (laughs) (laughs) In the bizarro Jerry... What does Kramer carry to brief carry to work in his briefcase to his job at Brant Leland? Crackers. Yes, <laughs> crackers. <laughs> in the chaperone, what state is the Miss America contestant from that Jerry dates? Rhode Island. No, they're never in contention. <laughs> Very good. In the rye, according to Kramer. Who designed Central Park in 1850 so that the Northern armies in the Civil War could practice fighting on grass? Oh. Rockefeller? No, it's Joe Pepitone. Pepitone, okay. <laughs> That's one of my favorite Kramer lines. It was designed in the fifties by Joe Pepitone, so the Northern armies could practice on grass. <laughs> All right, great job. So we're moving on to well, I got gonorrhea. Are you ready? Ready. In the junior mint. George cries during Home Alone because what got to him? Kevin was left behind? No, sorry. The old man got to him. Moving on to Delicate Genius. Are you ready? All right, here we go. In The Ex-Girlfriend, Jerry equates breaking up with Marlene to pulling what off in one motion? Pulling a band-aid off. Right off! Yes. Very <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of the dog that Jerry has to look after in the episode The Dog? Farfell. 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 Give me that sneaker. Farfell, is that close enough, though? All right. <laughs> What's that? Is that, no, that was it, right? All right? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> yeah. In the episode The Glasses, George ends up with ladies' frames. What is the name of the ladies' frames? Ooh. Oh, man. Hmm. The brand name. Yeah. Ah, man, that slipped. The, the lady something. Uh, nah, I can't remember now. Ah. Uh, Gloria Vanderbilt collection. Oh, yeah, oh, way off. I had a <laughs> squint. I, right. <laughs> I was okay. squinting. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, Elton. <laughs> may i have one of those madam <laughs> all right we're moving on to the anti-dentite are you ready all right ready what is kramer's mother's name babs yes <laughs> Bab- babs kramer nasty woman <laughs> <laughs> in the face painter what did George and Sienna discuss on their date that they both found fascinating? Oh. Uh, the uh, toilet paper? Yes. yes. Okay. Toilet paper. Nice. 
Excellent job. All right. No one could put a label on you. <laughs> In the episode, The Doorman, Jerry tries to start a conversation with the doorman in Mr. Pitt's building by asking him about what sports team. Knicks? Yes. How about those Knicks? Oh, because I'm a sportsman. <laughs> because I'm a doorman. <laughs> Why would you think I was reading the Wall Street section? <laughs> in the cartoon, what comic strip does Elaine unintentionally rip off? It's a Ziggy. <laughs> Who does Kramer guess Mr. Morgan looks like when George shows him his picture? Hmm. Sugar Ray Leonard? No, no, sorry. Not salt, but what? Pepper Johnson? Oh. <laughs> George thinks that Mr. Morgan looks like Sugar Ray Leonard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Pepper Johnson. That's okay. So we're going to Venetian blinds now. Are you ready? Yes, ready. All right. So in the opera, what is the name of the opera the gang is going to see? Pagliacci. Yes. Sorry, I got carried away. Um, <laughs> in the package, what item of Jerry's did Kramer destroy and try to get the the post office to pay for? His stereo. Yes, it's a write-off for them. <laughs> just write it off. Write it off, <laughs> <laughs> write it off what? You don't even know what a write-off is. Do you? <laughs> no, but they do. And they're the ones writing it off. <laughs> In The Boyfriend, Jerry breaks up with Keith Hernandez when he's asked to help him do what? Um, move. Yes. That's like going all the way. <laughs> In The Chicken Roaster, what did Jerry sell before he became a comedian? Umbrellas? Yes, yeah, sold them on the street. Teddy Padillac. <laughs> <laughs> In the race, what newspaper has the personal ad which George responded to? Different thing. New York Post. It's the news. Um. Got a guess? And yeah, New York Post. No, sorry, a little more obscure. Actually, the Daily Worker. Oh, what was that? Sorry. Boyfriend reads the daily reads the Daily Worker. What is he a communist? <laughs> All right, good job, guys. So now we're on to how about Mug? Are you there, buddy? We're here. All right, great. Here we go. In the cigar store, Indian. How much are gyros on the Queensboro Plaza subway platform? Um, exact chain. I don't know. Four bucks? Oh, uh, you're so close. Three bucks. No change. Fuck. Yeah, I didn't know that one. I knew Sorry. it. You knew it, but you didn't know it. I get it. All right. So, like Elaine, we've batted around. We come back to the top of the order. <laughs> so, we are going to go back to an outdoor production of Hair in Danbury, Connecticut. Are you ready? I'm ready. I need to put up a big number here. Yeah, let's do this. So before we get started, just so you guys know, we have... Um, oh, yeah, let's go over the... Sorry, let's go. Yeah. Two Week, Two New York, Two Jewish is ahead, is in first with 11 points. Right behind him is um, Elaine Dennis Kennedy Jr. with 10. An outdoor production of Hair in Danbury, Connecticut is 7. So those are top three right now. We have a few fives and sixes, so everyone, everyone's pretty much in it. All right, good. We're in it to win it. I like that. All right, so outdoor production of hair, Danbury, Connecticut. We'll get started once again. What is the name of the show where Jerry loses his Friars Club jacket? Uh, like the Flying Sandoz Brothers? Yes, yes, the Flying Sandoz Brothers. Excellent job. 
In the pledge drive, who interrupts the filming of the pledge drive and shouts, Stop the show! <laughs> Uncle Leo? Of course, Uncle Leo. <laughs> He's on a fixed income. <laughs> oh, God. In the checks, what is the name of the religious cult that abducts Mr. Wilhelm? Um, like the sunshine cleaners? Sunshine. Yes. Yeah, the sunshine carpet cleaners. What kind of snobby stuck-up cult is this? <laughs> In the face painter. What letter does Putty paint on his chest? Well, it's a it's a one in six. Yeah. <sighs> He's the V. No, sorry, he painted a D. A bunch of us guys are gonna take off our shirts. Right? All Had to be. He was the most typed <laughs> one, so of course he's the D. Yep. <laughs> As you can see, this isn't my face. <laughs> All right. That's not gonna. That's not gonna bode well. I'm not Marty. Not even in the top two. Well, you don't know. Let's see. Maybe the rest of. The, I don't want to. I don't want to discourage anybody else now. Um. <laughs> sorry, it's getting late. Uh. So we're moving on to Elaine Bennis Kennedy Jr. Are you ready? Now I'm nervous, but yes. All right. <laughs> In the Jimmy, what is the name of the other guy at the gym that Elaine mistook for Jimmy? Hank. Yes. Nice. Hank. Hank has a new boyfriend. In the dealership, what kind of car did George say his father got when George was younger that causes him to distrust dealerships? A lay car? Yes. Bonjour, La George. <laughs> ah, I love this one. When Jerry is talking to the Bubble Boy's father, he said when he was watching Jerry, he laughed so hard he needed an extra shot of what? Hemoglobin. <laughs> yes. In the understudy, what is the name of the team on Jerry and George's jerseys? The improv. Yes, very good. In the invitations, what is the name of the stationery store where George and Susan buy their wedding invitations? Oh, that's tough. Oh. <laughs> I do not know. I, yeah, that is a tough one. It's Melody Stationers. Melody Never, Stationers. ever have gotten that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a visual one, too, so those are a little Ooh, tougher. I'm not good at visual ones. I'm scripter. Well, that's why you got to watch the show more. <laughs> oh, that's but you are in the lead, so nice job. Yes, yes. You did, you, that's the thing is I had to find a question to stump you. I'm sorry. All right, so we're moving on to two week, two New York, two Jewish. Are you ready? Yep. All right, and he's a little bit of a ringer, so we're going to kick it up a notch. In the Muffin Tops, what is the name of Mr. Littman's Muffin Top business? Top of the Muffin to you. <laughs> it's not Top of the Muffin to you. No, no, it is. <laughs> In the opera, where does Elaine say that Jerry gets all his knowledge of high culture from? Um... Looney Tunes and cereal boxes or something? Uh, we'll give that one to you. Bugs Bunny uh, cartoon. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what do you think, Eric? I think, we need, I think we need exact answer there. No, it's, yeah, it's, sorry. The, the exact yeah. answer is Bugs Bunny cartoons because that's what she does say. So, yeah, we do need exact answer on that one. You're right. Especially because it's the final round. So. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It can't be that nice. <laughs> <laughs> you be nice. Give me a pocket space. Pocket space. All right. Nice game, pretty boy. Are you ready? Yep. All right. In the red dot, what is the name of the scotch Kramer drinks that he says he could do a commercial for? Hennigan's. H-E-N-N-I. Yes, Hennigan's. 
In the apology, what brand of garbage disposal does Kramer install in his shower? The vegetable shredder 8000? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's a Clarkman. Clarkman. <laughs> All right. So we're moving on to the moops. I'm sorry, it's the moops. <laughs> Are you ready? It's go time. <laughs> In The Wife, Jerry and Meryl pretend they're married so they can get a discount on what? Dry cleaning. Yes, very good. (laughs) You got married? You didn't even tell me? (laughs) In The Parking Garage, what is Kramer lugging around for most of the episode? An air conditioner. Yes, very good. (laughs) In The Junior Mint, what do we find out that Mulva's real name is? Dolores. Dolores. (laughs) Dolores! <laughs> Great job. What movie is the group planning to see while waiting for a table at the Chinese restaurant? Oh, um... Prognosis negative? No, sorry. That was in the dog. They're actually planning to go see Plan 9 from Outer Space. This isn't Plans 1 through 8. This is Plan 9, the one that worked, the worst movie ever made. (laughs) That's okay, though. Good job. Oh, man, you almost caught up there. Nice job. I know. (laughs) We're moving on to, well, I got gonorrhea. All right, here we go. In the episode The Doodle, what candy wrapper did Newman leave in Jerry's couch that caused him to get fleas? A uh, Milky Way? No, sorry, it was a Chunky. Chunky. I know the Chunky that left these Chunkies. <laughs> Newman! <laughs> now on to Delicate Genius. Are you there? Here we go. Yep. All right. In the understudy, Bette Midler is the star of what Broadway musical? Rochelle, Rochelle. Yes. You've made a long way from Milan to Minsk. <laughs> Rochelle, Rochelle. <laughs> All right. In the jacket, what two colors make up the stripes of the inner lining in Jerry's jacket? White and pink. Yes. Very good. You're not going out there with my daughter and I dress like that. That's for damn sure. <laughs> In the puffy shirt, what does George use to protect his hands when he becomes a hand model? Uh, Oven mitts. Yes. All right. Do you mind getting the door? (laughs) (laughs) What is Frank Costanza's move? Oh, I don't know. I stopped short. Yes. (laughs) He was on a stealth 40 years ago. In the conversion, George decides to convert to what religion? Latvian Orthodox. Latvian Orthodox? (laughs) Yes, very good. All right. In the junk mail, what famous person's T-shirt does Kramer offer for Jerry's van? Oh, um, I know him. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure you do. Yeah, uh, my mother has a crush on him. What's his name? He's, uh... Oh, what's his name? Aiden Quinn. Not Aiden Quinn. Yeah, Aiden Quinn. No. Right. Oh. Anthony Quinn. Oh, Anthony. I'm thinking Anthony of Aiden Quinn. Quinn. Anthony Quinn. All right. Nice job. Nice job. You were close. This has, been a pl- this has been a pleasure. So now we're moving on to anti-dentite. Are you ready? I think so. All right. Getting down to the wire here. <laughs> Is George's middle name? Lewis? Yes, George Lewis Costanza. In the summer of George, where did Kramer see the sunrise after partying when he won his Tony? Oh, man. I could see him now laying on that couch. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, no, you stumped me on that one. Oh, man. He saw the sunrise at Liza's. Liza's. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. Good job. Good job. Nice job. All right. Venetian blinds, are you ready? Yes, we are ready. 
In the raincoats, who catches Jerry and Rachel making out during Schindler's List? Newman. Excellent job. What song does Elaine guess to win Mr. Pitt a spot holding the uh, holding the ropes under the Woody Woodpecker balloon in the Macy's Day Parade? That's hard. Jazz song. Like. Uh, um, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm just going to guess uh, Take the A Train. No, sorry. Next Stop Pottersville. Okay. Next Stop Pottersville. Next Stop Pottersville. Next stop Pottersville. Next stop Pottersville. <laughs> All right. Now we're on to How About Mug. Are you ready? Come on, bro. <clears throat> All right. Let's do this. Let's go on a run here. <laughs> In the abstinence, what illness does George's girlfriend Louise say she has that leads her to her inability to have sex and George's brilliance? It's not gonorrhea, is it? Gonorrhea? No, not mm. gonorrhea. Me- meningitis. No. Mono. Scoliosis? Lupus? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You said you you got it, but it was after a couple guesses. So. Mono. Is it? Is God it game? Damn it. Oh. Yeah, it's mono. Is Bob <laughs> so we have Elaine Bennis, Kennedy Jr., and Two Week, Two New York, Two Jewish moving on to the final round. You're all welcome to stay if you'd like to watch. Otherwise, uh, we really appreciate your time. Thank you all for playing and for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much for your support. We hope that you enjoyed it. And we definitely want this is something we want to do again in the future. So let us know if you had fun. And so for this round, we'll be doing question. For question basically so you will be going back and forth until first one three strikes you're out elaine bennis kennedy jr you have the option of pass or play because you have the most points the first one with three strikes is out and then we have our our winner all right so are the two teams ready ready elaine bennis kennedy jr would you like to pass or play um so sorry just so it's whoever gets three strikes, you're out first. Yeah, right? so like you answer a question, then he answers one, then you bat will go back and forth until the first one with three wrong. Okay. Um yeah. I'll I'll pass. Okay. Okay. So two week, two New York, two Jewish. We're gonna get started with you. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. In the abstinence, what is George's response when Derek Jeter brags that the Yankees won the World Series? I know it's in more games and in six games. Yes. In six games. <laughs> Good job. All right. Elaine Bennis Kennedy Jr. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is Susan Ross's middle name? Biddle. Very good. Too weak, too New York, too Jewish. In the understudy. What movie caused Jerry's girlfriend to cry and him to have an inner monologue? Uh, Beaches? Yes. It's Beaches, for God's sake. All right. Elaine Bennis Kennedy Jr. In the cartoon, according to Elaine, Jerry has naked drawings of whom? Lois Lane. (laughs) Those are private. Very good. Too weak, too New York, too Jewish. In the Millennium, what is the name of the store that Kramer tells Elaine to get Harachis from? Uh, so is this where it's not Poo de Mayo, but Cinco de Mayo? Correct. Cinco de Mayo nice. is the correct answer, yes. Nice, nice job. Nice working that out in your head. Elaine Bennis Kennedy Jr. How does Jake Jarmel end up in the hospital in the opposite? He got sideswiped by a cab. Nice. Very good. Too weak, too New York, too Jewish. In the episode The Bookstore, what does Jerry find out his parents steal because they're too expensive? <laughs> uh, batteries? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes your father forgets, so I have to. (laughs) (laughs) Elaine Bennis Kennedy Jr. 
Elaine's father, Alton Bennis, is the author of what book? Uh, I was just listening to this signcast. Um, something wrote. Nope, I don't know. Oh, it's fair game. All right, so that's one strike for you. Okay. Too weak, too New York, too Jewish. Is it blasphemy to mention another Seinfeld podcast on on this? <laughs> Should I not have done that? I'm sorry. No, no, no. Oh, all, no. It's it's way not, over. It's way over. Oh, There's Matt's. No, we're all we're friends fr- here. We're friends with Matt. He used to work with us at, tri- yeah, at trivia. Yeah, I miss Matt. I used to yeah, yeah. use trivia all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that was like the OG Seinfeld podcast for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think for everybody, yeah, that's Definitely. that's literally how I got into podcasts. <laughs> like, that's how I found about about them. But anyway, we're all just trying to be signcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Move over, Joe Rogan. Uh, <laughs> all right, so too weak, too New York, too Jewish. In the Maestro, what kind of chair did George end up giving the security guard? Uh, it's a rocking chair. Yes, very good, very good. Elaine Bennis Kennedy Jr. In the movie, who did Jerry get stuck in a cab with? Um, he's the Chuckles. No, yeah, Chuckles. No. no, sorry, Buckles. Buckles. Buckles, ladies and gentlemen. Pat Buckles. For Pat Buckles. <laughs> All right. Jerry, can I ask you a favor? Can I store a cl- store my <laughs> coat in your closet? <laughs> store my church coat in the closet. <laughs> Make all the difference in the world. <laughs> all right. So for two week, two New York, two Jewish. In the episode, the slicer, Kramer trades his sausage press in for a slicer. What's the model name of the slicer? Clapco D29, Tramco Corporation. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) No. It's actually the SP2000. The SP2000. All right. And for... Elaine Bennis Kennedy Jr., are you ready? No, I'm nervous. Ah, you'll be all right. In the invitations, Elaine tells Jerry and George if a guy wanted to end a relationship with her, he should start doing this. Smoking. Yes, very good. I'm addicted. They got a hold on me. (laughs) What's up now? (laughs) In The Wizard, what are the names of George's fictional horses at the fictional house in the Hamptons? Snoopy and Prickly Pete. Very good. I don't know which solarium they they lived in. It was one or or the other. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Elaine Bennis Kennedy Jr. In the junk mail, according to Newman, how long do postal workers get for breaks? Four hours. Oh, no. Three hours. Three hours. Oh, You're no. thinking of, isn't it in the backward where it's like, take a four hour break or something? Like that. No, he says, I'll handle this, Violet. You can take your three hour break. Yeah, shoot. Uh, so I think. Uh, that was it. That was it. But that was, wow, that was an exciting game. That was a lot of fun, guys. Congratulations and, to Two Week, Two New York, Two Jewish. Yes, you uh, are the our first Seinfeld trivia winner for the Place to Be podcast. How do you feel? <laughs> I, I mean, Lindsay was crushing it in round one, so I, I thought I had no chance. Yeah. I, 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 I haven't been on the East Coast for too long, so I've, I've had some pretty soft Seinfeld trivias, so I oh. feel like stepping into the big leagues. I was going to say, you're in the big leagues now, yeah. <laughs> well, we hope you enjoy the signed Fred Stoller script. And we'll be doing, we'll probably be doing this again. So be on the lookout if you'd like to play again. Um, yeah, just definitely. keep listening, and we'll, we'd love to have all of you back. Absolutely, yeah, we'd love to have a, a much bigger event next time. And you guys go out there and watch your episodes and study. All right. <laughs> love the podcast, guys. <laughs> thank, thank you so, you so much. much. Th- again, thank you for all your support. And uh, yeah, keep listening. Thanks, guys. Thanks for have putting it together. Thank, oh, thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, take care. Thanks. Have a good night. Take it easy, guys. Have a great night.
Thank you for listening to our Seinfeld trivia episode. If you live in the New York area, be sure to check out our upcoming Trivia AD events, including Seinfeld trivia at The Catch in Astoria this Tuesday, April 27th. For more information, please visit TriviaAD.com. And be sure to tune in next week when we interview Angela Dorman. Angela played Donna Chang in the classic season six episode, The Chinese Woman. If you have any questions for Angela, please email us at theplacetobeseinfeld at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast, Twitter at TPTB Seinfeld, and Instagram at theplacetobe.podcast. Our outro clip this week is from our Summer of George trivia back in 2016, hosted by our friend Dave. We hope you enjoyed these bonus questions. Until next time, make sure to hang up your pants for the perfect crease. In the shower head, what three terms does Peterman use to describe opium? That's right, Elaine. White Lotus. Yum, yum. Shanghai Sally. In the stakeout, what is the third name in the law firm that Vanessa works for? So you're a lawyer. Sagman Bennett Robbins Oppenheim and Tap. Sagman Bennett Robbins Oppenheim and Tap. Sagman Bennett Robbins Oppenheim and Tap. Where did Elaine suggest they eat instead of waiting for a table at the Chinese restaurant? I say we leave now, we go to Sky Burger and we scarf them down. I'm not going to Sky Burger. Jackie Childs says that not allowing outside coffee into movie theaters is an infringement on Kramer's constitutional rights. What three words does he use to describe this? It's outrageous, egregious, preposterous. <laughs> it's definitely preposterous. <laughs> oh, and by the way, they're real and they're spectacular. <laughs>